0: welcome back if you are returning welcome if you are new here i am lee blunt reader and this is going to be tipsy tips i don't know if i'm going to keep that name but that's what we're going with for this week this should be interesting because i've already tried to record this several times and uh yeah here we are so for this episode i am going to be reading uh, um different emails from people that they sent in about their current situation and offering them some slightly intoxicated advice. I'm about half a bottle in, so it might be a little bit more than slightly intoxicated, but still offering advice. If you would like to send in your situation to be considered to be a part of the podcast, you can do so by emailing me at info at thebluntreader.com. I may end up getting a different email, but for now, this is what we're going with. So for this first situation, it says, so listen, I messed up and cheated in my relationship. I've been groveling for the last year, trying to get her to forgive me. And it's like nothing works. It almost feels like she's intentionally pushing me punishing me for what I did. I don't know if I should stick it out or leave. Part of me feels like I deserve this for betraying her trust, but I don't know. I wanted the relationship back, but this is nothing like what we had before. I'm in love with a stranger. Well, first things first, I feel like in situations where you have betrayed somebody's trust, whether it's because you cheated, whether it's because you did something else, whatever the situation is, you kind of have to Allow people to deal with their pain, their grief, their sorrow in their own way. And because you are the one who is at fault, you can't rush the process. You can't make somebody forgive you or even go back to the way things were. Now, it's been a year, though. So... I feel like a year is enough time to kind of figure out what you need to figure out. Either you feel like this is something that is worth giving another try, you didn't work through the issues, or at least you've done some substantial amount of work in healing from what has happened, and things should be better, I feel, after a year. Assuming that, you know, it wasn't something that happened repeatedly. Um, Again, everybody's healing process is different, though, so to me it seems like after a year things should be good things should be copacetic you should be able to kind of be working towards moving on and getting back to the way that maybe not the way that it were because you was out here cheating but you know getting back to a place where things are good and healthy and you're moving forward you may have moments where you know doubt comes in and fear comes in and trust issues show up but for the most part i feel like after a year Of you being apologetic, and I'm assuming you've been working on things being more open, keeping the doors of communication open, there should be progress. But you said you feel like she is almost intentionally punishing you for what you did. Um, Now, that's what I have a problem with. Because I feel like if you make the decision to try to work on the situation, even if you don't jump right back into a relationship with the person, but if you're still there, if you're still talking, if you still have some sort of connection with this person and you are consciously making the decision to try to work through what has happened, then there should not be any form of punishment. But it does happen sometimes people only take you back so that they can then turn around and treat you the same way that you treated them but it doesn't seem like this person is cheating it just seems like what I'm seeing is like somebody pushing somebody out of the, out of a door so I mean that could be something that's actually happening but it's like kind of shutting you out pushing you away closing you out not being open and that would make sense why it feels like you're in love with a stranger because this is not what you're used to but at the same time this is what you created I can kind of understand both people in this situation because I have been both people in this situation and as much as I want to say well it's been a year like she should be over it to a certain extent she should have gotten to the point where at least it's not bothering her in the same way and causing her to want to treat you in the way that she is treating you but it seems like maybe she hasn't really been healing or she hasn't healed and so now it's up to you to make a decision because if you've been doing the work and I can only assume that you are because that's what you said I don't know I don't know what's going on in your relationship so I would say open the lines of communication even more and maybe ask what it is that she needs from you to be able to have the type of relationship that you once had minus the cheating because sometimes we give people what we think they need or what we feel is going to work but that's not really what they need or what they want and if you are talking on a consistent basis, if you are back in a relationship or at least it seems like you're in a relationship, maybe without a title, then that in itself may be causing problems because it's not allowing you both the space to kind of truly heal and do what needs to be done to move forward. Because I feel like in situations where people have cheated, it's like every time they look at you, they think about you being with somebody else. They think about that betrayal. They think about that hurt. hurt. So it's difficult to move beyond that when you are a reminder of something that hurt them. So it's why I empathize with her because you are a constant reminder of betrayal, of betrayal the reason why they are hurt is because of you something you decided to do but at the same time i don't feel like it's fair to take that pain and then inflict it on somebody else whether it is intentional or not because i can only assume that you have told her that you feel that way like you feel like she is punishing you and if you haven't said that then maybe that's something you need to bring up and bring to her attention because if she doesn't know that or if she doesn't see that then that may not be something that she realizes she is doing but in situations like this the goal is to protect myself I have to protect myself because I can't trust you. Because when I trusted you, you went out and cheated on me and now I ended up here. So though I'm still here, though I'm still trying, I'm also keeping you at a distance so that I don't inflict that pain on myself again. But again, it's like if you're here, then what are you here for if you don't ever want to be open? I understand both sides, and it is a difficult and sticky situation to be in. What I will say is definitely have that conversation, but you have to make it up in your mind. If whatever it is that she is doing that makes you feel like she is punishing you is too much for you to deal with, not something you want to deal with, and it's actually a form of punishment. It isn't just somebody being distant or not giving you what they gave you before because you can't really expect that then you have the choice to say okay yeah I was wrong I messed up I shouldn't have cheated I shouldn't have broken the trust in this relationship I shouldn't have hurt you the way that I hurt you but at the same time I'm not going to allow you to hurt me because I hurt you that is not something that is fair. It wasn't fair for you to do it in the first place, but it's also not fair, not something you have to deal with. Though you may have hurt this person, it doesn't mean that you deserve to be blatantly mistreated or disrespected. That's like if you go out and cheat and now this person decides that they're going to beat your ass every day. Like, yeah, you went out and cheated and you shouldn't have done that, but that doesn't warrant you getting your ass kicked every day. Nor does it warn you being cheated on every day or disrespected every day. So you have to set boundaries for yourself and really ask yourself, what is it that you are willing to deal with? Because maybe you can deal with them not communicating in the way that they want to. Maybe you can deal with them getting mad about certain things or maybe acting a little bit insecure, maybe wanting to, you know, look at your phone or whatever the case may be because you've created this doubt in their mind because you've already cheated. Maybe those are things you can deal with, but you also got to outline what things you won't deal with and because there aren't a whole lot of details about what is actually being done I can't really tell you how to handle that portion of it but if it's too much for you then let it go I feel like there can be healing after trust has been broken but both people have to be willing to kind of work on it and there's really no timeline on when that is supposed to happen I mean a year is a long time to me it's a long time And I feel like it's a long time because it's like if you're really working towards making progress and letting the past be the past and healing from that situation and seeing how you can take what has happened, learn from it, grow from it, and move forward, then there should be some progress. Even if you're not fully over it, even if you're not ready to commit, like there should be some progress. It shouldn't still feel like you're in love with a stranger. It shouldn't still feel like this person is intentionally doing things to hurt you or make you feel some type of way not after a year so i would say have the conversation be honest about how you feel about how this person's actions are making you feel but it's also up to you to reassure this person that you're not doing the same thing you gotta reassure this person And maybe that means doing things that you would not normally do or you feel like i shouldn't have to do this well maybe you shouldn't but again this is on you and you can apologize as many times as you want to but have the actions change have you made it so that this person doesn't have any room for doubt have you talked about what led to you cheating in the first place Have you assured them that it's not going to happen again, not just through your words, but through your actions. You both got things you got to work on. So work on them, but at the same time, realize that you don't deserve to be punished because you did something that maybe you shouldn't have done. You shouldn't have done it, but you did. And so it is what it is at this point. You can't go back and change it. And again, if this person has decided to be with you, to stay with you, to try to work this out, then to me, that's an unwritten agreement that we're moving forward. So if we're moving forward, we can't be hung up on the past forever. We gotta move forward. So have a talk, discuss what needs to be discussed, figure out what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate. And if this treatment, is something that you will not tolerate, then it's time for you to make the decision to walk away. So I hope that helps. So for our next situation, it says, I wanted to know how to handle my situation. I've been with this man for eight years and he continues to cheat. How do I get him to stop? I thought after we had our first child, he would stop, but it only got worse. Now it's like he doesn't even care. Please help me. Well, he doesn't care. I mean, that's a given. Somebody who continues to cheat on you does not care about you they can't possibly care about you because they keep doing it and from what you said it seems like they've gotten I want to say sloppy with it but it's not even sloppy it's just they don't care so what can you get or what can you do to get him to stop um you can leave him because then whatever he does is no longer considered cheating that's about all I got to offer you because You can't stop somebody from doing what they want to do. If somebody wants to cheat, they're going to cheat. It doesn't matter what you do. And I hope that you did not have a child with this person thinking that, okay, if we have a child together, they're going to stop cheating on me because, well, it's been proven that that's not the case. The thing is, you can be the best person in the world. You can do everything right. You can be the prettiest person. You can have the biggest ass. The biggest, the perkiest titties, your pussy can be A1. You can fuck him till he damn near dies. You can snatch his soul. You can cook. You can clean. You can support, motivate, encourage him in everything he has going on. You can be his best friend. You could be like his mama. You can be whatever you want to be to this person. You can be all that you can be and then some and if somebody wants to cheat they're still going to cheat somebody cheating on you has nothing to do with you it is not your fault that somebody has cheated they cheated because they wanted to because that is a decision that they made that it was something they wanted to do and so they did it so don't blame yourself or feel like you have to do something in order to make this stop if you want to make it stop then start loving yourself more Stop settling for somebody who does not care about you because you feel like you have to. Now you got a child attached to this person, so you're still going to have to deal with them in some kind of way, but you have to make it up in your mind that you deserve better, that you are better, that there is nothing wrong with you, that it is not because of some flaw or sh- shortcoming that you had that made this person decide to go out and stick his dick somewhere else. I don't even want to say or think that it's something emotional because the person can't even be emotionally there for you. They don't even care about you. So how are they going to go out and continuously cheat emotionally? It seems like it's something sexual. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you, that you're not good and bad, that you're not attractive, that they don't like you anymore. Whatever. Nobody At this point, nobody cares what they think because clearly they make poor decisions anyway. So now what I need for you to do is to start working on the relationship with yourself because that's lacking. And I feel like it has something to do with your lack of relationship with your mother. Why I feel like this is about to be a reading, I don't know because that's not what this is supposed to be. But I do feel like it has something to do with the lack of relationship with your mother could also be with your father could be something that you saw within the dynamic between your mother and your father or your mother and people that she might have been in a relationship with at any rate now as an adult it doesn't matter where it comes from because it now falls in your hands it is now your responsibility to do something differently so you've been with this person for eight years you didn't say you were married to them so I mean if you're not married not that everybody wants to be married but if you're not married and you want to be married then that's already a problem don't take eight years to get married and i know how old you are so it's not like this relationship started in like high school or something you gotta learn to love yourself more than you love this man you have to learn how to be alone Because I feel like that's also part of the problem. You want to stay in this relationship, one, because you dedicated your time, energy, and effort to it for the last eight years. And so if you leave, it's like, okay, well, what do I have now? I spent eight years with this person and I don't have anything to show for it. Well, you got lessons. You got a child out of it. But if you don't start making different choices now, it's going to be 15 years, and then it's going to be 20 years, and then it's going to be 30 years, and then you're going to spend half of your life in a relationship with somebody who does not care, does not respect you, and will not give you anything different because you keep allowing it. I don't know how many times this person has cheated on you, but you said he keeps cheating, so... And then whatever he does, if he even does anything at all to get back in your good graces, it works. And so after that first time, maybe after the second or third time, you realize, oh, okay, well, I could just do this and get away with it. Like, she's not going to do anything. She's not going to go anywhere. So if I can do what I want and still keep her here, still have her doing all of the things that she is already doing, then why why would I mess that up? Like, why do I need to stop? If i can have my cake and eat it too when you do not demand more you do not get more and it's really as simple as that if you do not demand more you do not get more he has already made it up in his mind that he can give you the bare minimum and you're still going to be here While you're still going above and beyond, he can give you the bare minimum. He can give you crumbs when you are fixing him a seven-course meal all the time. Can he give you more? Absolutely, if he wanted to. But he doesn't, so now it's up to you to make a choice. You said, please help me, but it's really, please help yourself. Please let yourself know that you can have something better, that you don't have to settle for a man who continuously cheats on you, that there is so much more that is available to you once you start to realize that, once you start to believe that you actually deserve more than what this person is giving you. At this point, I wouldn't even say demand more from him. At this point, just throw him in the trash where he belongs just leave him where he stands pack your shit and move on because i don't even know what you're getting being there and whatever it is that he may be offering is not something you one can't give to yourself or can't get elsewhere so i can't help you you have to help you by realizing that you've been settling for less that you've been okay with getting the bare minimum and then you got to make up in your mind that you are not going to settle for the bare minimum anymore until you do that until you make it up in your mind that you don't want this anymore that you're not going to settle for this anymore you're going to keep settling for it so you got to make it up in your mind that you want something else so i hope that helps for the next person, it says, I really, really would like your input. I'm about to get engaged to my child's father. First of all, how you know you're about to get engaged to your child's father? Ain't that something that's like supposed to be a secret? Anyway, we've been together seven years and have one child. We recently broke up for about four months due to his lack of ambition and closed mind. However, he's a good man, loves me and our child to death. He has shown some growth, but I'm not sure. I'm ready to say yes. I've been dating and running into trash ass people, so I don't know. I had one thing going on where I felt like I was getting what I really wanted. Mental stimulation, but the person turned out to be emotionally fucked up. I'm enjoying my freedom right now. And I don't know if going back is the right choice right now. I don't know if he's ready to be the man that I need. So, I mean, what you really need my help for? Because it seemed like you already answered the question or have made up your mind about what it is. You just said, um, one The last sentence says, I don't know if he's ready to be the man that I need. One, he doesn't need to be ready to be the man that you need. He needs to already be the man that you need. Y'all been together for what, seven years? Y'all been together seven years and he ain't the man that you need yet? That in itself is um, a red flag for me. You said that you're not sure... If you're ready to say yes, you're enjoying your freedom and you don't know if going back is the right choice right now. So, I mean, mean, it sounds like to me, you already made up your mind. You're enjoying your freedom. You don't know if you want to say yes. You don't know if you should go back. You don't know if he is ready to be the man that you need. You don't know nothing. It don't seem, but you do. You tell yourself that you don't know, but you really know. Because everything you just said says, no, I don't want to be engaged to him. I don't want to marry this man because he's not giving me what it is that I need. But you want to stay in the situation because one, there's history there. Two, you have a child together. Three, you feel like he's a good man and he loves you and your child, which is all fine and well. But somebody can be a good man, a good person and still not be the right person for you. It's almost as if because you've been dating and you realize that the dating pool is not all that great because it ain't, that it's like, well, I might as well just stay here because, I mean, he may not be ready to be what I need, but one, I already know what to expect with this person, and he's at least a a decent person. He's at least a good man, so I might as well give him a, a chance. But why are you settling for good enough when you can have everything that you want? The man lacks ambition. That's what you said. So is that somebody that you want to spend your life with? Is that somebody that you want to build something with? Can you even build with somebody who does not have ambition? You said he lacks ambition and he has a closed mind. Now, I don't know what a closed mind mean. Like you don't want to swing from the ceiling fan, closed mind, or I don't know what that means. Because it can mean a whole lot of things. But it seems like you've already made up your mind about this person. If there wasn't a child or history in play and this was somebody that you were just meeting while you were out dating and, you know, enjoying your freedom... Would you want to give this person a chance? Would you look at this person and say, yeah, this is worth it to me? Or would you say, "Mm, this isn't for me? That's what you got to ask yourself because our feelings can sometimes cloud our judgment And we settle for good enough, we settle for potential, we settle for what we think somebody can be or what they can do or how they can show up if they just apply themselves. But none of that really matters if that's not what they're showing you. Another thing that stands out to me is why you feel like you can't have freedom and be in a relationship at the same time. Because you said you're enjoying your freedom now. So when you were in a relationship with this person, did you feel like you didn't have freedom? What does freedom mean? That you get to talk to other people or you're not obligated to do certain things? Because if you don't feel like you can have freedom in a relationship, then are you really in a relationship or are you in prison? I'm confused. Again, if after seven years, you don't know if this man is ready to be the man that you need, then when is he ever going to be ready to be the man that you need? At this point, seven years in, and a child involved, he should be the man that you need. And if he is not showing up as that man that you need, then why are you still even considering it? What is making you want to consider it? Because you're comfortable. Because you're comfortable there. You know this person and you know what to expect. That's really all it is. Because there's history there. And when you compare this situation to what you've experienced in the dating pool, it's like, well, I might as well stay here. But you don't have to stay there And just because you've only seen the not so good portion of the dating pool doesn't mean that there isn't somebody out there who's going to be exactly what you need they're going to come to you ready and prepared to be the man that you need not somebody who still has to get to the point of being ready to be the man that you need and then eventually maybe being the man that you need they should already be showing up in that way. So, if you want my input, my input is that you don't really want to be with this man. You want to be with the image of him you've created in your head, but that is not reality. And therefore, you should consider other options. So, there you have it. The next submission says... Uh, Hello, my question to you is how do you put yourself out there to start dating? I've been in a long-term situationship with my best friend. that had me all in my feelings for the last year and a have, and nothing has come of it, so I'm no longer entertaining him. I've been out of the official dating game for about 10 years and never have been outgoing when it comes to meeting men. I have an old-fashioned mentality, when it comes to a man approaching me first versus me approaching them and it seems that the guys that are attracted to me are already in a relationship or they only bring intolerable bullshit to the table i'm sick and tired of it and just want to get out of this rut rats please help okay one thing we can all agree on is that the dating scene in 2021 into 2020 held In recent years, it's just not, I guess, what it used to be. I don't know. I'm occasionally single sometimes, so mm, that's another story. But when I was single for four years, it was definitely uh, challenging. And this was between like 2015 and 2019. So if you've been out of the dating game for 10 years, then things have definitely changed. My first thing is, how do you put yourself out there to date? Well, you got to put yourself out there. And 10 years ago, maybe online dating wasn't as popular as it is now. You really don't even have to necessarily online date like on a dating app. Even places like Instagram, you can find somebody, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that sort of thing. You can still encounter people. So um, I would say definitely be open-minded when it comes to the online route. Men can still approach you. You don't necessarily have to approach them. With this whole pandemic going on, it's a little bit more difficult to go out and meet people. But I guess that's still also an option depending on where you are. But also when it comes to dating, you really have to know what it is that you are going into the dating scene looking for. Are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for something good long-term? Are you looking to settle down? Like, know what it is that you are putting yourself out there for. But at the same time, understand that dating should be something that is fun. It should be something that is to a certain extent something casual so yes in the back of your mind understand that maybe you are looking to date and you want dating to turn into a long-term relationship that eventually leads to marriage let's just say that's what you want so in the back of your mind yeah you know that is what you want you know that is your end goal but that's not to say that you go into dating and meeting people and getting to know people automatically assuming that this is going to be somebody who's going to eventually be the person that you are going to marry it's i'm trying to get to know you to see if there is a possibility of anything here because you may meet some people who are really cool and just good to talk to and hang with and be around but it's nothing romantic but that doesn't mean you can't also get a friend out of the situation but i feel like so many people make dating more complicated than it needs to be we look at and by we i mean women because it's usually women who feel this way like i'm talking to this person i like this person so now everything is exclusive and i'm only talking to this person but why Especially if you just started talking to this person, why not be open to talking to this person and that person and that person over there and doing the whole dating thing with all of them? That way you can really see who is going to be the right fit for you and who is not going to be the right fit for you. It's like you going to a buffet. You want to sample everything. You don't just get one thing and just stick with that one thing for the entire night when you got all of these other options there. Like sample, sample was there. So I suggest anybody, anybody who is listening, who is dating, make dating fun. You should not be having relationship problems with people that you are not in a relationship with. You should not be going into the dating scene thinking that every single person you talk to is going to be the person that you settle down with or marry. Because that's simply not the case. The whole point of dating is so you sample it, so that you see what this person is about, so that you see whether or not there is a connection there. If there is, cool, you can choose to explore that further. If there's not, then cool, no hard feelings, go on about your business, I'm going to go on about my way, and that's just going to be it, because every single person you encounter is not going to be the right fit for you. So keep trying them until something fits and that doesn't necessarily mean sexually unless that's just what you want to do that's your business not mine just make sure that you are safe but just look at dating as something that is fun i feel like people put too many rules like no i don't want to date anybody that i meet online i don't want to date anybody who has this i don't want to date anybody who has that cool but when you have all of these rules and limits then you ultimately limit yourself So put yourself out there in whatever way you choose to do that. Whether you're going out, again, it's a little bit difficult in the middle of a pandemic, but, you know, some places are still open and whatnot. Go to places that you think the people that you would be interested in would go to. If you like a particular type of guy, well, what type of place would he be at? Where would he go? What would he be doing in his spare time? Go to those places. And again, online. Online is a good option, especially right now, because it allows you to kind of get to know people before you actually got to meet them in person so that you know you're not wasting your time. But even with that, it's it's real hit or miss. But the advice that I would give in terms of you putting yourself out there is really to put yourself out there and to be open. And even though you may be somebody who is old fashioned, it doesn't mean that you have to full out, you know, approach somebody like, hey, I'm interested in you. But you can do what women do. And we like to flirt. We like to make eye contact if we are out in public. We might double tap your picture a few of your pictures we may leave some comments like it's still showing interest without having to be the person who initiates it but then again we are talking about dating in 2021 so finding men who actually take initiative is also a thing in itself so just be open create you a few dating profiles and see what happens But you also got to make sure that you're ready for that because what if you do encounter somebody who's a right fit for you and you're not ready emotionally because you're not fully over the situation with your best friend slash situationship. So you also got to make sure that you're actually ready for what you say you want. The best way to put yourself out there is to simply put yourself out there people have to know that you are available and that you are interested in dating looking to date otherwise you're kind of invisible for me when i was i guess putting myself out there it was definitely always online because i don't go nowhere i don't do nothing like if i'm not working then i'm working so going out and meeting people when i was single this was pre-covid It was always online. And like I said, I was single four years before I got in a relationship with somebody. And the person that I was in a relationship with, I actually met through Instagram. And I made an Instagram, like a personal Instagram account because, I don't know, I just felt like I should. And literally on the second day that I made that, I came across his picture because I was looking for something. Um... On Instagram, and I came across this picture, so I liked it. Ended up following him, and again, so like I said, you may you gotta like drop a little bread crumbs sometimes and throw the bait out there, but it doesn't mean you have to take the full initiative. Because I liked the initial picture, I followed him, I liked a few other posts, and I eventually commented on something. And once I commented on something, that's when he sent me um, a message. And those of y'all who know me know that I do not like when people don't greet me. And he sent me a message and didn't say hi or nothing. So I know that was divine intervention because I would have just left it on read. At any rate, it wasn't necessarily that I was looking for somebody when I made that page, but it all happened like it needed to happen. And like I said, it doesn't have to be on an actual dating platform. But I mean, if you see something you like, tap it you can take that however you want to take it I do hope that that helps so for this next one it says my situation is I met this man five and a half years ago but had a part-time boyfriend who left me in the city alone for two years Okay, a part-time boyfriend who left you in the city alone for two years. I ended up cheating with this man who I later found out was married. Three years later, he got divorced, but I ended up changing my number to break all contact. He found a way to get back in contact, and we talked off and on for a year, but didn't become exclusive until a year after. Caught him conversing with the woman he said was just a friend from high school turns out they were fuck buddies caught this three separate times then talking to another woman in dms but deleting the threads we took a break for him to evaluate his life and whether he was ready for a commitment he decided he was but apparently wasn't willing to deal with what came with breaking my trust which was basically total transparency no phone lock passcodes and no objection to me having access he randomly decided he wanted to break up after I decided to do a phone check while he was in front of me what do you think about this I love him dearly but I know I love him dearly but I know that shit ain't enough most times today he explained that he was never sure about wanting to be committed but didn't want to lose me because he was scared of being alone my god So there's a whole lot, a whole, a whole lot to unpack here. So you met this man five and a half years ago. You had a part-time boyfriend and you ended up cheating with this man. So that's thing one, because you ended up cheating with this man who you found out was married. So you cheated with somebody who was already married and then expected him to not cheat on you. You may not have known that he was married when you first started talking to him, but you knew that he was married while you were doing what you were doing with him. And you also knew that you had a boyfriend, so y'all was both cheating. But you somehow thought that y'all were going to be together after he divorced the person that he was in, in a relationship with, married to. You caught him three different times talking to somebody who he said was a friend, but they were obviously more than friends. Three different times. And he lied about it. And he was talking to somebody else and deleting threats. So he didn't did a whole lot of cheating. He cheated with you and on you. And, or at the very least, he was conversing with somebody that he had sex with but we can just go ahead and assume that he was doing some sort of cheating especially if he was deleting threads but the thing that is throwing me off is how did you expect why did you expect somebody who cheated on the person they were married to to all of a sudden not be this person anymore especially when you caught him talking to somebody multiple times who he lied about what their connection was and you still caught him talking to this person you realized that he was talking to somebody else and deleting the threads and you still stayed through all of this what made you think that you were going to be different is what i'm having a hard time understanding Because obviously he's a liar. He said he was ready for commitment, but he wasn't really ready for a commitment. He just wanted to keep you as a placeholder because he doesn't want to be alone. Which is, it really seems like that's all he wants. Is to be connected to somebody because he doesn't want to be alone. Somebody who doesn't want to be alone with themselves is already a red flag. Because if you don't want to be alone with you, why would I want to be with you? Why would you want to be in a relationship with somebody who you basically have to be their parole officer? You got to check their phone and do phone checks like they're a teenager who has been caught looking at porn. And now you got to make sure they're not looking at porn no more. Like... Why would you want that as a life? Why would you want that as a relationship? Because you love this person. But like you said, love don't sustain relationships, especially when there is no trust there. So what do I think about the situation? I think you went into this situation, this relationship, thinking that you were going to be different. That although he cheated on the person that he took vows with. Somebody that he agreed to love and respect and uphold and whatever else they say in vows. You thought that you were going to be different and that he wasn't going to do the same thing because you were different and you were going to give him something different. And then you realize, no, he's still doing the same thing. And then he kept doing it and you still kept thinking that you were different somehow. So then you thought, well, if I put him on a leash... Then it'll keep him close to home. And then you realize that that didn't really work either. He didn't randomly decide that he wanted to break up with you. It feels like he probably got tired of being treated like he was on parole. Like he already knew he was going to fail the drug test. So, okay, whatever. I'm going to just go. Because I already know I'm going to fail. I already know I've been doing things that you are going to find offensive or be hurt by. So, I'm going to just go ahead and break up with you. Because... This is too much. You basically had the man in prison, but why be with somebody that you got to do all that for anyway? You still expected somebody who has repeatedly lied to you to somehow all of a sudden start just being completely honest with you. After they already lied to you and you've already caught them doing something that you feel is wrong. Now, you didn't necessarily say that whatever it is that they were talking about was anything that would have been considered cheating or disrespectful. You just said that he said that it was an old high school friend, but they were really fuck buddies. And I mean, he lied about it. So yeah, that's the problem. But were they actually even talking about anything that would be considered wrong? Or did you just not like it because... ...of the dynamic of the relationship. I don't know, but I just... I don't... I don't know if you were actually living in reality... ...the whole time any of this was happening. Because again, you started talking... When you were in a situation when he was married, and you may not have known that initially, but you cheated with this person. You found out that they were married and you still continued to talk to them. You talked for a year off and on before you even made it official. So that already shows, one, this person is a cheater. Two, this person is a liar and three this person is not consistent nor really giving you anything that is stable if you talk for a year off and on before you even made it exclusive and then when you made it exclusive then you found out that he was talking to this person and then this other person where he was deleting the messages and then you took a break for him to evaluate his life And whether he was ready for commitment. But clearly he ain't been ready for commitment since y'all started talking. So I don't know what you thought that break was going to do. He wasn't committed to the person that he married. He wasn't committed to you even after finding a way to reach out to you for that year. Because it was still off and on. So even when he did commit to you, why did you think that he would actually really commit to you? And then he wasn't willing to deal with what came with breaking your trust, which was basically him being on parole and him having to do phone checks like he's 16. The thing about it is, yeah, to a certain extent that could be considered transparency, but transparency isn't really let me check your phone because it has to work both ways when there has been trust broken. Whoever broke the trust has to work to get it back, but also the person who is no longer trusting has to also work to trust again. And you're not showing that you're trying to work on trusting somebody by continuously checking their phone or doing routine phone checks or random phone checks. That's not showing that you're working on trying to trust them that just shows that you are working on trying to keep them on that leash so it was never going to work not with any of what has happened and i don't know why you thought it was going to work but you felt like you were different which is usually what happens you talk to somebody that you know is cheating and you think you're going to be different because they just say all of the right things well how do you think they ended up in the relationship they was in or that they're in because they know what to say Because even when you found out this person was married, I feel like you still talked to this person because you had already cheated. So, I mean, if you're cheating, he's cheating. What difference does it make? You said three years later he got a divorce, but you had broken off contact. But then you went right back to talking to him again. So what was the point of breaking off contact? My thoughts that you thought something was going to come of this that was never going to come of this. You thought you were going to be different. You thought that he was going to commit to you. And, well, he hasn't. Because since you've known him, he hasn't committed to anything. Not romantically, anyway. So, again, that's why I feel like you've just been living in this fantasy in your head and not really being here in reality. Love is great, but it will not ever sustain a relationship if you don't have everything else that is necessary for a relationship to thrive. So, hopefully you're not still talking to this person. You said that he decided that he wanted to break up, so let that be the end. Close the book, it's done. There's no more to read, there's no more to know. Let it go. So, the next uh person Says, I'm not sure how to deal with my son's dad. We've been broken up for a while, but he tries to go back and forth. I've done my best to set boundaries, but he doesn't respect them. We haven't done anything sexual since our breakup, but I have let him stay a few times when him and his girlfriend breaks up. Uh, I don't want to be that revolving door, but I just don't know how to unlove him either. Well, for one, I feel like if you ever truly love somebody, you're always going to love them. So, the goal is not to unlove them. The goal is to love them and keep them at a distance. Obviously, you have a child with this person, so you have to deal with them on some level. But you're doing too much. Um you say that you've done your best to set boundaries but he doesn't respect them i mean your boundaries are your boundaries so if you put your boundaries in place regardless if somebody respects them or not they're your boundaries so enforce them it's like the laws are in place and there are people who don't respect the law but when they don't respect the law the laws don't change there's just consequences for their actions. If an establishment has certain rules in place, there may be people who don't agree with them or don't like them, but the rules aren't going to change just because you don't like them. You either abide by them or you don't. So when you say that he doesn't respect your boundaries, what does that mean? That you now all of a sudden can't enforce them? You let him come stay with you when him and his girlfriend break up. Why? He ain't got no mama, no friends, auntie, cousins, uncles, anybody else but you. You don't want to be the revolving door, but you keep opening the door. Don't. People will only do what you allow them to do. So if this person knows that, well, when I have problems over here in this situation, I could just go to her house, then they're going to keep coming to your house. So when you say that you try to put up these boundaries, I don't really feel like you're trying. It's either you're doing it or you're not. You're either enforcing it or you're not. And if this person is continuing to disrespect your boundaries and not respect you ultimately, because your boundaries are put in place to honor you. So if somebody is disrespecting those boundaries, is not honoring those boundaries, then they are not honoring you, but you keep allowing that because there is no consequence. There is nothing that is done differently. He oversteps the boundary and then you just allow him to get what he wants. So like I said before, rules and laws and regulations do not change simply because somebody doesn't like it. You don't have to like my boundaries, but they're my boundaries. So either you're going to respect them or I'm not going to deal with you. I'm not going to let you come over here when you and your girlfriend got problems. I'm gonna need you to go somewhere else. You can't come over here. It seems that you think loving this person means that you have to be Everything for this person that you have to be there for them that you got to help them out, but why do you have to be there and help somebody out who does not respect you? That doesn't make any sense. You started off by saying you're not sure how to deal with him, but you know exactly how to deal with him, you just don't want to deal with him in that way. Why do you want him back? Are you hoping that if you do these things for him, then you two will somehow get back together does it make you feel good important valuable in some way that when him and his girlfriend have issues that he comes to you because it don't really seem like he comes to you because of anything of significance other than he has somewhere to lay his head because I'm assuming that once you know things cool down he goes back to his girlfriend so you basically just like a pit stop yeah i know it hurts you felt that right in your chest but it's the truth that's what you are you're the pit stop be the motel six you leave the light on for him and so he comes over there to decompress till things calm down and then he goes right back to where he actually wants to be because if he wanted to be with you then he would be now that we know these things we are going to actually put these boundaries in place because now that you understand that you're just a pit stop for him that you're just a dumping ground for him then you can stop being that now if you really were tired of being a revolving door if you did not want to be a revolving door you wouldn't be but there's something that you get out of that That is why you keep opening that door. So figure out what that is. Like I said, maybe it makes you feel important that he chooses you to come to. I don't know. But he's not choosing you to be with. He's not choosing you to stay with. He's not choosing to respect you. He's not doing nothing of significance but using you as a place to stay. So what do you do about this situation? You close and lock the door. You turn the light off. Tell him that there are no vacancies, there's no openings, there's nothing. If he wants to see y'all son, then it can be done during these days and these hours, and this is what it is. If you can't respect that, then we can go about it in a different way, but these are my boundaries, and if you don't respect that, then you don't respect me, and I got a problem with that. But you got to respect yourself enough to get to that point. And right now you don't. So turn the light off. Tell him to find somewhere else to go the next time him and old girl get into a problem, an altercation, whatever the situation is. You're not the homeless shelter. You're not the charity. So stop acting like it. There you have it. So this is the last one for this episode. Y'all let me know whether or not you like these, whether you want me to continue them, because I can and I will, if it is something that you are actually interested in. Now, for this last one, it says, um, this man acts like my man, but isn't my man. But also we've been investing into each other all year. I'm stacking... I'm stepping back, not doing anything like you suggested, but what the fuck, how do I not get my hopes up? I'm keeping myself busy, but when I'm not busy, he's on my mind and heart. Lord knows you've heard about this man a million times. Lord knows I have. The thing is, when your feelings are involved, there's always going to be some hope. Somewhere, even if it's not at the forefront of your mind, there's going to be hope there. And you keeping yourself busy is just keeping yourself distracted, which is why the hope is not going away because you're not actually dealing with what you feel, you're just keeping yourself busy so that you don't think about it. And in turn, you're not reaching out or giving anything more to the situation. So perhaps change the approach and stop just trying to distract yourself and deal with what you are actually feeling the more important thing is if this person is acting like your man then why isn't he your man why isn't he taking the initiative and saying okay since I'm already acting like your man then let's make this official and actually do this because the thing about actors is eventually the role is over and they have to go home and live their real life so if somebody is just acting it seems to me that it's only temporary Because you can only keep up the role of the facade for so long before the reality comes out. So, again, why isn't this person actually committing to you? That's what I don't like about the situation. Because then you get your hopes up. But are you getting your hopes up because of the reality of the situation? Or because of what you think is going to come of this situation? Because this person is acting like your man. Because if somebody can act like your man, then they can be your man. So what exactly is stopping them from being your man? Because whatever it is that they are telling you, if that was actually true, then how is it possible for them to act like your man but not really be your man? So if they say, well, I don't really want to be in a relationship right now because I'm not looking for a commitment, then one, that's already a red flag. Because if what you want is commitment, then what the hell are you getting your hopes up for anyway? But two, if they're acting like your man, then they're already committed to you in some kind of way, at least temporarily. If it's because I have a lot going on with work, I have a lot going on in my personal life, okay, cool. But you're still acting like my man. Which means you're still doing the same things you would be doing if you were actually my man. So you're too busy to actually be my man, but you can pretend to be my man? You got time for that. I think as long as you both are still playing this role of kind of being in a relationship but not really being in a relationship, you're going to have your hopes. um, Because, well, you're hopeful. You want something to come of this. But again, you got to ask yourself those questions. If you can act like you're my man, then why aren't you my man? Like, either you want this or you don't. Either you're here or you're not. Either you want to be committed or you don't. What are we doing? I'm too old to be playing this pretend. We're not playing house. And for you, you are going to have to stop holding on to the idea of this imaginary boyfriend. Because that's really what he is. Your imaginary boyfriend. Because he's not really your man. He's just your imaginary man. He plays your man on TV, but not like in real life. So, until he starts showing up as your man in real life, I'm going to say swallow that hope because it's just going to lead to disappointment if it does not turn out the way that you want it to. Not saying that it can because it could, but again, you got to ask yourself the question well, why exactly aren't you my man? If you are showing up as my man, acting as my man, why aren't you actually my man? Ask the question and let me know what the answer is because I'm curious to know why this person isn't actually your man but can play a man on TV. As much as I've heard about them I feel like we on season two by now like shouldn't y'all be together by now? Oh okay. You already know what my advice is but ask those questions because... Why somebody want to play your man but not really be your man. It doesn't make sense in any part of my sober or non-sober mind. So we are an hour and y'all had me talking for a long time. But I do hope that whether these were your situations or not. That there is something that you got from it. Again if y'all like this please let me know. If you would like to submit your situation again I will not say anybody's name. Ever, everything is strictly confidential but you never know your situation could definitely be somebody else's situation and it can be helpful to others so if you would like to submit again my email is info at thebluntreader.com feel free to message me on um, Instagram about this only if you enjoyed it and want more of it and we can make this a weekly or a bi-weekly thing depending on how many uh, messages I get I'm gonna go finish this other bottle now. I love you for free.